The Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting research platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hrfbets.com. Use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month and start making smarter bets today. Welcome to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm your host, Ryan Gilbert, joined as always by my co-host, Joel Meyer. How are we doing tonight, Joel? Doing all right, doing all right. Uh, it was kind of a, a very shitty, very sad Sunday for me with the NFL results. Uh, sad weekend, too, with the two Saturday games also not going my way. Um, to tell you how bad it went, I made a, a round-robin parlay of all the results that would go against me. And six six different games, <laughs> and they all they all won. So I got oh, the round robin parlay, but that's not a good result because I had a lot more money in each one of those uh, individual bets. Like it was insane. Like um, if you go back to like week eleven, week twelve, the Eagles were like minus one thousand, minus fifteen hundred to move to win the division. The Jaguars same thing, and the Dolphins the same thing, and they all fucking lost the division. I, I had money on all, all those division winners, and they all fucking lost. I know, I know, Town had the Jaguars as well. He was upset too. Uh, might have said a bad word about Trevor Lawrence, but uh, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> but yeah, it was not not a not a great weekend for me. Um, but yeah, we're, we're we're moving on. We're looking forward to the to the Natty with the the Huskies and the Wolverines starting in a couple hours. I got my LSU shirt on to represent the the real true best team in the college football landscape, and also support for the other purple and gold, right? The Washington Huskies, same colors, and that that's the team that uh, I have thirty one on them, thirty to one on them, um, which is which would be a good result. Still only like uh, you know not the ideal result because of Georgia and. And whatnot, but yeah, anyone but Alabama is is okay with me at this point. But yeah, looking forward to that. Um, how about you? You're, I know you're going to uh, the, another game tonight. The, 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 not the, not uh, going tonight. No, going uh, going Wednesday. Wednesday. Oh, the, oh what are you doing tonight then? You, you said something about no. Just I just said just just to get done in time to watch the game. That's ah, okay. I just yeah. watching the game. Yeah, so it's a rare uh, early episode for us. I sort of asked you how the afternoon was going over there. So got the sun shining and bright behind you with, with your flags there, very, very nicely backlit. It is uh, no typical BC day here. Uh, very gray and, and wet. <laughs> yeah. No sun to speak of. Yeah, I'm doing good. I mean, crazy weekend of football, obviously. Yeah, the good weekend for the Flyers. Flyers won Saturday. Pretty much everyone else in the Metro, except the, the uh, Capitals, either lost or lost in, in overtime. So I was good for the Flyers. Uh, some yeah, crazy NFL stuff. Yeah, look, the Eagles were, were 10 and 1. And there, I, I didn't realize their win total was uh, 11 and a half. So they, they couldn't even get there. Ah, uh, that, uh, that, that was a good one for me because I was early with the 10 and a half. So I beat the closing line there and that worked out. That was uh, that was one of my few wins. But yeah, that, that that's. Uh, I, had, I had tons of CLV too, like under seven and a half on the Rams, under seven and a half on the Raiders. Both them closed six and a half. Both lost. Like, Rams by a mile. And the Raiders in the last day, of course. But yeah, uh, CLB isn't everything, but uh, it still sucks when you, when you you know you do a good job capping the stuff in the summer, and then they actually play the games, and it turns out totally different. I mean, 
the Raiders too with the, the coaching change was really what did it. You know, when you handicap it, you're thinking it's stupid ass Josh McDaniels, and then um this other guy comes along, fires up the troops, they start smoking cigars and shit, and then they, they win a bunch of games. So oh well, that's how she goes. Yeah. Um NHL starting to, to pick up now pick up now. We got uh William Nylander uh signed today. I'm sure we'll get more into that when Talon joins up, I think on Wednesday this week. But uh any initial reactions to that? Well, we've kind of been expecting this for about a week, maybe a little bit more now, because at first it was anticipated to be 11.25 for eight years, but uh, it turns out it's 11 and a half, a full 11 and a half, which makes uh, this the, the biggest contract in, in uh, Leafs history. You know, Matthew's still getting paid more, but over the course of the contract, this one is worth a lot more. So, yeah, good for Leafs getting their guy. Um, you know, they're, they're just following the plan of just, just paying their stars. We'll see if it works out better going forward than it has hitherto. But, um, yeah, it's 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 pretty expected. Um, you can get into the whole philosophy of it if, if that's the way to go. But, uh, well, yeah, we, like you said, we got we got more time to uh, delve into that with, with the, uh, the resident Leafs fan among us. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty much exactly the same as the Pasternak contract. We had to get that full 11 and a half. He obviously wanted to prove that he's uh, maybe the best winger there in the Atlantic division. But yeah, it's pretty much in line with similar contracts signed. Uh, Goudreau signed seven years with that 9.7. Panarin, when he's on New York, uh, seven years, 11.6. Obviously, the higher cap hit percentage. But yeah, Nylander, you know, it looked like he's kind of the I mean, he's not leading the way for the Leafs now because Matthews is insane, but he's he's been the difference maker. He's been much better than Marner, so it'll be interesting to see what happens with uh with Marner and Tavares after next season. Yeah, yeah. Dom Lushizen did um you know his his contract holds or whatever, and he messages it out like it's pretty much exactly average. Like they didn't they didn't, uh, they, didn't lose anything, they didn't they didn't gain anything in terms of he has all these different stipulations that go into. Uh, yeah. That's how I feel about it. It's just perfectly normal. It's good for them to sign him and all that. They just have to uh, continue working around. They're 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 big money players. Yeah. Uh. Well, well, like I said, we'll touch more on that later in the week when we got our uh, residence Leaf fan Talon back hosting the show. Um. For now, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Gamer Podcast wherever you listen to your podcast. It's on Apple or Spotify. Leave us a five star rating and review, and I'll read it here on the show. Make sure you're also subscribed on YouTube, going live there for uh, every show now. So make sure you're subscribed, uh, picking up the subscribers there. So we love to see it. Uh, make sure you get in the Discord, sg.pn slash Discord. People talking about all, all, all sorts of things in there, hockey, other, other sports, bets, whatnot. So make sure you get in there and uh, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN. And uh, the social media system producer doing a great job there, posting some clips and whatnot. So make sure you follow along uh, on Twitter. Um, all right. Anything else here before we're going to get just into, into this uh, 10 games late for Tuesday? No, I'm good. All right, then. Let's get into it here with the uh, 7 o'clock time slot here. Kicking things off with those Toronto Maple Leafs hosting the San Jose Sharks game itself is in Toronto. Uh, we just saw this game. Maple Leafs are now minus 455 on the money line. Uh, Maple Leafs line is minus 166. Uh, money line Sharks is plus 350. Sharks plus one and a half is plus 140. Over under is at six with the over at minus 120 and under at plus 100 here. Uh, I'm on the least buck line here. Minus 166 is a bit higher than what I got it. I think you can probably still find around minus 150 out there if you're watching live or listening early enough. But San Jose is going back to you know how San Jose is supposed to be. They lost 10 in a row, if not more, just have the last 10 games here. 4-1 lost to Toronto at home. 
Toronto's been picking it up a bit here. Swept the California road trip to get 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 some mojo going here. You know, Newlander's going to be buzzing here on Tuesday night, fresh off that new contract. And San Jose's lost ten in a row. Uh, nine of them have been by two goals. Only one by one goal was a two-one loss to Winnipeg. So, like Toronto on the puck line here, maybe a Toronto race to four, maybe a Toronto team total. But yeah, the, the Leafs here have not been too great at home this season. Nine, seven, and two especially recently they've lost their past few. So I think this is a good chance for them to show up in front of their uh, home crowd here. Right. Yeah. Like you said, we just saw this game. Leafs controlled that one. You know, they controlled the whole California road trip. That game against the the Kings in particular was probably the best game the Leafs played all season because uh, they were actually working defensively, just maintaining uh, control on both ends of the ice. And that's what you want to see from this team because they, they have the quality and the talent to to beat most teams. Um, even And then they stood toe-to-toe with, with the Kings there. And then they, they followed it up with uh, wins against the Sharks and the Ducks. I don't, I don't remember the order exactly. But, um, yeah, they're the very, very quality road trip. But like I said in, uh, I think, the previous show where the, the Leafs were – it was a big, big uh, point of contention, them them losing these, these games in California last year. And I think that they went into – this trip thinking uh, of that with the back of their mind um, or in the front of their mind rather. And, but now come back home, it's a, uh, could be a different story. You're getting a, have to, you have to pay a big price with the Leafs. Um, and you know, my general mentality is, is not to back the Leafs as huge favorites against these shitty teams. But when the, the difference between them is this vast, um, it's hard to back the, the dog here. You have to really count on the Leafs just having the, just the you know the worst performance you know if anything maybe they like the sharks first period would be a play um just just back the leafs to come out slow after that road trip and then uh, you get up the, the dog price and the sharks to uh catch the leafs off guard and then the leafs do what they do they come back from behind two three goals and it goes to overtime like half the games their season this season uh, but no i don't i don't i don't really love this at minus 455 you can find better prices elsewhere and then what I did was I I just uh, tied the lease with the Oilers later on. Just the two worst teams in the league against uh, two of the best, especially the Oilers. Um, that's the way I would play it. That's why I did play it. Um, otherwise, the Sharks' first period would be the the only look. And you know, I did. This, the the Leafs were great defensively and all that, but I'm still not buying them that way. Um, and their goaltending is was phenomenal with Martin Jones. What did I see here? He's he's now. Um, yeah, he's fourth in the league in the past ten games uh, in terms of goal save above expected. So, yeah, he's he's doing what uh, Ilya Samsonov could not. Um, but that said, it's it's still a pretty pretty bad defense. So, I kind of lean to the over, but uh, no real play there. Just uh, Sharks first period and Leafs Leafs parlays. What could go wrong? Yeah, you can get you, you can get Sharks money line first period plus two hundred five. So if it's a tie, you get money back. Sharks to score a goal in the first period is even money. That might be worth a look if you think that. But uh, I did look up the uh, the race to four for the Leafs is minus one hundred five, and the race to five is plus one thirty five. So I think if you're if you're looking to bet the Leafs team total, I would go uh, that way to save some juice. What's the uh, what's the Sharks to... race to three or four? Sharks race to let's see. Sharks race to uh, three is plus three ninety. Sharks race to four is plus seven hundred. See, I like that better than the Sharks money line, the plus three ninety, because yeah, I think they either come out strong and then maybe they win the game, and or maybe it's more likely the Leafs come back. But I like plus three ninety over plus three fifty for uh, I think a result that's likely to happen. Yeah, it's just tough because San Jose 
has like had horrible issue scoring, but th this is a, this is a classic uh, Leafs letdown game. So yeah, that, that, that's a good luck if you're looking for uh, San Jose. Um, all right, we are brought to you by DraftKings, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official of sportsbook betting partner of the NFL playoffs is bringing you an offer that'll help make the playoffs electrifying. New customers can bet five bucks on any game and get 200 instantly in bonus bets. Um, download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code SGP. New customers can bet just five bucks to get 200 instantly in bonus bets only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGP. The crown is yours. Gavin Gallman, call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-777 or visit ccpg.org. Please pay responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas, 21 plus age uh, varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash football for eligibility and deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. And we're also brought to you by Game Time. Buying tickets to your favorite event should not be stressful. Game Time is the fast and easy way to buy tickets for all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you. With killer deals on last-minute tickets and the best price guarantee, you can stop stressing over the tickets and start getting hyped for the fun you'll have. A Game Time app experience, of course, has those flash deals, last-minute tickets, easy to find and buy tickets, and they give you the Im image of the seat views. You know exactly what to expect when you arrive. Uh, snag the tickets without the stress with Game Time. Perfect for the playoffs. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use code CFBX for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account, redeem code CFBX for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right, here, getting moving down to the seven o'clock time slot again. We have the Seattle Kraken at the Buffalo Sabres. Game itself is in Buffalo. Sabres are minus 115. Kraken are minus 105. Over under is at six. Overpaying off minus 125. Under is at plus 105. What do you got, Mr. Meyer? Well, the Kraken. A rolling six uh, wins in a row now, and it's it's not just about the the results either. They are uh, ninth in terms of expected goals, four percentage in the last uh, twelve games for them. Um, so yeah, they're they're playing uh, much better, more like what we expect to start the year. And you know they got got some guys back like uh, Burakovsky saw playing again. Um, yeah, they're get, they're getting some goals, uh, which helps, and they're getting goaltending. I just mentioned the Martin Jones uh, stat in the past month or so. Uh, Joey Decord actually leads that goal save of expected stat. Um, you know, so he's he's on fire. They're getting the goaltending. They're getting some goals finally. So the Kraken, I think, are uh, are shifting to high gear. And yeah, I don't know uh, exactly why they're the dogs in this matchup. I know Sabres are also playing a little better, a little bit more, like we expected them to start the year again, but not not to the extent that the Kraken are playing right now. And the Kraken actually have a chance to make the playoffs. Uh, the Sabres do not. Um, so, yeah, I, I quite like this Kraken here as uh, as the dog, small, small dog. But anyway, uh, uh, for the total, though, once again, I'm, I'm kind of undecided with, with how well the core has been playing and the Kraken are playing better defensively. And, you know, they, they don't exactly blow teams out. So, in that sense, you like the honor, but then it's the Sabres game, and their their offense is firing again. So it's it's uh it's probably a correlated. If you like the Sabres, maybe go with the over in a shootout. If you like the Kraken, go with the under. Um, yeah, but I'm not playing the total. I just played the the Kraken money line. 
Yeah, I'm right there with you. Kraken have now won, what's that, six in a row, uh, eight of their past ten. They've had points in, in all, all, all those games here. They're playing great defense and even, even better in net there with Joey DeCord. Like you said, they got some injured players back, so that, that, that's good for them. Uh, Buffalo has a few questionable guys due to illness, which is only going to hurt them even more. Uh, they're also coming home from a three-game road trip. Well, it was successful. Wins in uh, Pittsburgh and Montreal to close it out, but... The last time the Sabres came home from a three-game road trip, uh, they lost 9-4 to Columbus as pretty big favorites there. So don't like them really here in this spot too much, especially with the way Seattle's playing. I think Seattle should be favored. So I'm all over Seattle at minus 105. But I do like the uh, under six at plus 105 here. I don't think Buffalo's going to be scoring too much. And Seattle hasn't really gone off for more than three goals in really any, any of the recent games. So I like Seattle the best, but I also do lean to the under six at plus 105. All right, going down to 7 o'clock again here with the Los Angeles Kings at the Tampa Bay Lightning. Game itself is in Tampa Bay. Uh, Lightning on the money line are minus 105. Kings are minus 115. Over-under is at 6. Overpaying off minus 125 with the under at plus 105 here. Uh, this is one of the few games on the slate I have nothing for. I, I, I can't convince myself either way. You know, The Lightning haven't been playing great recently, but they're coming back home when they're 11-5-3. Kings have lost five in a row, but you know they've been playing well. They've been out shooting teams, just haven't been getting the puck lock here. So, like, there, there's narratives on both sides. I think this is a, a good lip, litmus test for for both the Kings and the Lightning. Wh- whoever wins this game is going to be like, okay, they're out of the funk now. Maybe they can get something going. But whoever loses it, it's either going to be six in a row for the Kings or the Lightning lost uh, five of their past seven if they lose this one. So it's going to be tough. I think you know the Lightning do have a home to start a homestand for them while the Kings are on the road in Florida and then Detroit after it. So I don't know if there's an angle there, but this is a game where, you know, I'd either look to, to live bet or maybe just take the over because both of these teams haven't been playing great defensively, but I, I have no bets for this one. Well, it's been all, all Kings money, uh, which has turned them into the favorite here. And for good reason, the Kings, you know, they, they lost the last four games, but they, they've been playing well. I think that they, uh, or uh, I think unlucky to win at least three of the four, maybe even all four of the four. They're just uh, not getting the the chances, or not getting the finishes. Rather, um, they're getting plenty of chances, as as the stats will tell you. And they're they're still controlling things defensively. Goaltending's been uh, kind of regressed a little bit, but uh, I think they'll still be fine with that. You know, they they play such good defense that they can protect some weak goaltending. Um, but yeah, the Lightning. Meanwhile, they're they're. Uh, yeah, they're struggling once again. Once again, they're 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 down to like uh, even money to make the playoffs now, which is kind of crazy. Um, just uh, it speaks more, maybe equally. It speaks equally to how good the East is and how poor the Lightning have played as a whole. I mean, they're really carried by Kucherov and then the Lightning power play. I mean, Vasilevsky's been solid since coming back, but yeah, they they got problems. And the Kings, I think this is a good spot for them. Um, you know they're they're going to roll up some wins here. They're they're too good to go on a five game losing streak here. So yeah, give me the Kings here. We know that they're much better on the road for whatever reason than at home. I mean, not much better in terms of results, yes, but it's not like they're playing too differently. But still, you, you got to back this team capable of playing uh, as well at home as as on the road. So as, as opposed to the Lightning, who can only play at home seemingly. Uh, but yeah, give me the Lightning or the Kings rather, and lean to the under six at plus one hundred five. I think this could be. Uh, Forward defensive battle. The Kings have a, an excellent uh, penalty kill, and that's how you really want to neutralize uh, the range or the, the the lightning of the second best um, 
Yeah, the Kings are the best penalty kill in the league right now, and the, so the, the Lightning uh, second-rated power play should be neutered by that. Uh, so, yeah, I like the the Kings and the the under. Um, all right, going down to 7.30 here. We have the Vancouver Canucks at the New York Islanders. Game itself is on Long Island. Islanders are minus 130. Canucks are plus 110. Over-under is at 6. Overpaying off minus 120. Under at plus 100. We got uh, two of your favorite teams here, Joel. What's going to happen? <laughs> yeah, shout out to season one. It lives on, apparently. It's one of my favorite teams. <laughs> the good old New York Islanders. Um, yeah, it's it's also because I hate the Rangers and the Islanders are, uh, you know, enemy of my enemy as a friend kind of thing. And yeah, Canucks do play those aforementioned Rangers tonight with uh, Demko and that there. So it'll be DeSmith for this one. Not a real downgrade. I know obviously Demko's better, but DeSmith has been uh, one of the better backups in the league this year. So I'm, I'm not too worried by that. And uh, yeah, they're, they're, they're playing well. They're, they're on the seven game road trip right now. They play two, split them, and are about to play the, the Rangers in about an hour, like I said. Uh, so yeah, we'll, we'll see how they do in that one. Uh, the kind of conditions you had to play this game. I haven't bet this one at all. Maybe waiting for the Canucks to get to a better number once the Smith is announced. Um, and uh, most likely Sorokin because Varlamov is still injured, I believe, anyway. So we shouldn't have to worry about that um so yeah it, it's it's a, a wait and see kind of game wait for the, the like connects to get a better line especially if they the lose the ranges come out a bit better uh to the honors because the connects do have this this habit of either going on rolls or they they, they split games where they, they they win one lose one win one lose one um so yeah it, it, it's really dependent on tonight's game but right now leaning canucks wait for a better number and the total i think will uh, probably go up to with the uh the Smith announcement and the Canucks, uh, you know, they're the highest scoring team in the league. I know that they're one of the best defensive teams, teams in the league too, but uh, there's going to be goals in a Canucks game, generally speaking. So lean to the over, lean to the Canucks, but uh, nothing, nothing much to say right now. Just one more thing. Uh, the lotto line is, is put back together in the last game against the, um, uh, the devils there with the Brock Besser, JT Miller, Elias Patterson back together. And that worked out really well. I mean, it's, it's the Devils who don't have a defense now. RIP to Jonas Siegenthal, the latest guy to go down. Broken foot, man. The Devils have had uh, kind of like the year that the Avalanche had last year in terms of how many key guys have gone down through injury. So it sucks, sucks for them. But, yeah, the lot of line will look really good in that one, and I think they keep it rolling. And, uh, yeah, lean Canucks, lean to the over. What is that, the lotto line? Yeah, because oh, I guess you don't know. It's it's uh, 649 is, is the lotto in um, – Canada, I think it's Canada, not just BC. No. Yeah, okay. it's like your Powerball or whatever. It's six forty nine. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree with most of that cap in there. I, I did already uh, take the over here, over six at minus one twenty. These are two of the top four most profitable over two top, top five most profitable over teams. They're both at 23, 14 and two to the over so far this season. I think this this is only at six because of the Islanders by name. Like you think the Islanders are, are a lower scoring team here, but they have not been. They've been uh, scoring goals. They've been giving up goals. So I do like the over six here at minus 120. But I do agree to uh, to wait for the Canucks here for a better price. I do think I'll probably end up taking them here as underdogs or the better team. I don't necessarily trust the Islanders. They're kind of frauds in my eyes. So like the Canucks here as dogs, but like the uh, over six at minus 120 even better. Yeah, the Islanders are actually eighth worst in terms of expected goals against and you know, their goaltending hasn't been as good as it usually is, uh, especially with Sorokin. So, yeah, you know what? 
I'm going to make that official play. Let, let's go Canucks over. Not a lean. That's a that's a real bet. Canucks Islanders over six. I mean, they've had they were out without Mayfield for a bit. Paluk and Pelik are both out, so that that's definitely uh, impacting their defensive play there. Yeah. All right. We're also brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a way to play alongside your favorite fantasy players all season long. Simply pick higher or lower on your favorite players' fantasy stats and cash in. Uh, watch along, make your picks, and maybe make a little cash over on Underdog's mobile app or website, underdogfantasy.com. And when you sign up the promo code SGPN, Underdog will double your first deposit of up to $100. That's Underdog Fantasy, promo code SGPN. And win bigger by betting smarter this NFL season with Hall of Fame Bets, the sports betting analytics platform for parlays, player props, and game lines. Research every NFL, NBA, and soccer bet with historical stats and data. Enter any parlay into Hall of Fame Bet's revolutionary parlay optimizer tool to get hit rates broken down by leg, as well as an expected probability for the entire parlay. Sort all players by hit rate for any bet to learn which players are hot and which picks have value. Uh, stop betting in the dark and join over 30,000 users researching with Hall of Fame Bets to craft more intelligent, data-driven parlays. Download the Hall of Fame Bets app or visit hofbets.com and use code SGPN to get 50% off your first month today. Start researching, start winning with Hall of Fame Bets. All right, going down to the 8 o'clock time slot here. We have the Anaheim Ducks at the Nashville Predators. Game itself is in Smashville. Uh, Predators are minus 230. Preds in the puck line, plus 110. Ducks are plus 190. Uh, Over-under is at 6.5 with the overpaying off minus 105. And the under at minus 115 here. Uh, I like the under in this one. We've seen uh, Lucas Dostal, you know, kind of thwart a few teams here, even with, you know, the Ducks on a, on a four-game losing, five-game losing streak. Uh, four of those games have gone under besides their 7-2 blowout loss to the Oilers. They've been playing well defensively. They're not really scoring too much, even with uh, Drysdale, Zegers, and McTavish back. I know I think Zegers had two goals in their game against Detroit on uh, on Sunday. Nashville, you know, they've been playing bit of a higher scoring game recently but i think against the ducks they'll be able to you know rein it in a little bit and play like a you know three two four one type of game so i like the under six and a half here at minus 115 the best uh for a side i'd maybe lean to the ducks here at plus 190 see if it gets a bit higher uh they are playing better recently they outshot winnipeg outshot detroit you know push toronto to, to overtime here so they've got those players back healthy if they can get any sort of power play going whatsoever or penalty kill looking at their recent games they might be uh okay so yeah i think this might be a worth a worthy spot for the ducks as a, as a dog here but i do like the under six at minus 115 under six and a half which is uh yeah, half, I, yes you'd expect it to be six because i also like that under quite a bit um yeah, Preds' offense has been a bit more chill lately, and their defensive game has been growing. Um, Saros is playing okay as well, and yeah, the Ducks just just can't score. They are lacking finishers, and they're they're you know they're they're generating shots, but not too many chances, legit chances, scoring chances. Um, yeah, it's it's not translating into wins, that's for sure. This team is, uh, as you know, as bad as any other team right now. The the way they're playing, and then losing games. Um, you know, at least they're a little bit more competitive than the. And then the Sharks and Blackhawks in most games, but still, you, you got to convert those chances into goals. And if you're um, not doing that, you're not winning games. Simple as that. So, yeah, I like the under six and a half quite a bit as well. Although, I think John Gibson is uh, sick with something. I see he's questionable for this one. But they have Dostal as well. He was uh, excellent in that game against the Leafs. You know, the Leafs are all on like uh, this crazy, yeah, they are on this crazy like 180 game 
run without a being shut out, which is nuts because of really? uh, how, yeah, it's, it's second most ever. Like the most is like 300 or something. So they're not, probably not going to catch them. But uh, yeah, and the, the Leafs do tend to get goalied. So I was kind of surprised to see that stat. And they they almost got goalied by Dustal, but they scored mm-hmm. with, uh, I don't know, like seven minutes left in third period against the Ducks. Uh, yeah, uh, Ducks here are uh, not 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 too good. I, I like the Predators still to, to win this one. At home in regulation, uh, just kind of keep fading these these ducks who are uh, you know just as about almost as bad as the sharks and the blackhawks, and they're not getting treated like that in the market. And same thing with the predators, who I think are uh, a pretty good team. So yeah, under six and a half predators in regulation. All right, going down to the eight o'clock time slot again. We have the Columbus Blue Jackets at the Winnipeg Jets. Game itself is in Winnipeg. Uh, Jets are minus 260. Jets on the puck line are plus 100. Blue Jackets are plus 210. Over-under at 6.5. Overpaying off plus 105. And the under at minus 125 here. Uh, Jets still uh, tw- still 24-1 to win the cup. Uh, Joel, what, what do you think for this one? Yeah, that's, uh, that's a silly price. I'm not sure why it's not going down yet. Um, yeah, we're almost halfway through the season. And this team has the most points. In the NHL, uh, I don't know what what it'll take for them to get the respect they deserve, and they're doing it without the best goal scorer too. And like Halibut has been playing like the best goalie for the past uh, month and a half at least. And yeah, they're, they're just not getting respect in terms of that mark. I mean, the, the, that's not exactly the best way to judge how a team gets respect because uh, right now minus two fifty eight, yeah, that's a little bit closer to what you'd expect from this team. But it's still it's still not enough. We're gonna go with the Jets here minus two fifty eight. The regulation minus 165. If you want, you could do the uh, minus one and a half, plus 102, plus money on them to win two goals by two goals. I know they're not a team that typically blows teams out. I mean, they they barely beat the Sharks two to one the other day. Um, still, I, I, uh, Blue Jackets, you know, they, they, they turn up random games, they catch teams off guard. Maybe that happens here because the Jets, you know, a non conference opponent, all that coming off that California road trip as well. And Arizona too. So it was the full. Uh, at least at least four games they were on, so that's not ideal situationally. But uh, yeah, Jets right now are rolling to keep keep backing them to uh, get the job done. Well coached team, disciplined. I think they uh, are able to 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 uh, maintain this pace going forward. And yeah, I like the Jets regulation. I like the under six and a half minus one twenty five. Blue Jackets are uh, you know very very uh, um, streaky team in terms of their. Their 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 goal scoring like so they could score four or five in one game and they'll they'll score like one or two in the next uh, and they don't really deserve to score those one or two goals like this team is is very um, bipolar in terms of their offense so got to back down to six and a half Jets to to uh, to close them down win a four one game yeah Jets are on this this insane run what's this uh. 29 straight games with three goals allowed or fewer since uh starting that on, on November November 4th in Arizona. They've allowed two or fewer in what's that six or seven straight? No, eight or nine straight here. So I mean, I don't think Columbus is gonna really be able to wake up their offense here. They haven't been playing better. They, they've been sneaky, going to overtime a lot recently, gone to overtime six times in their past eight games. Like I, I want to take Winnipeg. I want to take them even even by the puck line, like you said, but getting plus odds there that they've been beating teams rather rather handily here and, and they are returning home where they're you know columbus is five eight and five on the road winnipeg 13 five and two at home yeah i think if you want to bet this game I, i'd go with the jets at uh the puck line there at plus 102 
or just, you know, a Blue Jackets, maybe team total under, under two and a half is minus 140, or just take the game total under six and a half, minus 125. A bit of juice there, but Winnipeg hasn't really been scoring more than four goals too often, so could see like a, a 4-2 final here. I mean, the, the 4-2 correct score on, on the Jets. Yeah, for the record, I did not bet this game, so it's, it is still just a lean. But yeah, good good, good point bringing up the uh, Blue Jackets team total under, which has been... Uh... A Discord play lately, and then the channel shout out to Gorgon for that, um, or Gorgane, um, for uh, bringing up the the Jets, uh, team the opponent's team totals under two and a half. It's been uh, pretty, pretty good there. Yeah, all right, going down to eight o'clock here again. We have the Florida Panthers at the St. Louis Blues game itself is in St. Louis. Blues are plus 145, Panthers are minus 175, over under is at six, over paying off minus 125. With the under here at plus 105, uh, I'm, I'm going with the Cats here. Cats on the road, minus 175 is a bit steep. Uh, I did get them earlier around minus 160. I feel like that was a, that was a better price here, but just, just a much better team, Panthers, compared, compared to the Blues. You know, the Blues have been decent at home, 12 and 6 at home somehow. But the Cats on the road, 13-7-2. They've been very good on the road. They've been one of the best teams, you know, in the East, they've won seven in a row, including you know three games on this road trip. And you, you did, did mention the fourth game is the one to watch out for here. So I'm not sure if you have a play on the Blues here, but yeah, I, I like the Panthers, and I'm also gotta go with the under. It's a Panthers game. It's at six. It's under six plus one hundred five. Um, Blues have also been a, a great team to go to the under. These are actually the two most profitable teams for the under so far this season. So love the under six here at plus one hundred five. I like the Panthers too at uh, minus one seventy five. I just think you know the Blues have been somehow stringing some wins together, five wins in their past seven games, uh, seven in their past ten. But that has to end sometime. And I think you know the, the Cats are hot right now. So give me give me Florida and the under. Yeah, this is a pretty boring episode because uh, we find ourselves in utter agreement once again. Yeah, situationally, it does favor the Blues with the Panthers on the road trip. Big, big win against the Avalanche, the 8-4 crazy game. That was a few days ago. They have time to rest and recuperate. And it's not like you're going to St. Louis to party. And it's it's no um, Smash Vegas. <laughs> so we should be good there. Um, in Missouri. Uh, so, yeah, the, the Panthers are the side. They're just a, a much better team. Um the the blues are i don't know how they're winning games exactly there's the usual bullshit getting lucky just just crashing the net even though with a different coach they're still doing the same stuff and credit to them if, if that's how they they win games it just doesn't really translate to um the you know stuff that you look at statistically for uh predictive measures all that stuff but uh right now panthers much better team we keep them rolling even a minus 175 i think that's still okay and yeah the under six plus 105 would be the look for the total for me as well for uh, a lot of the same reasons. I also got a bit of a homecoming here for Matthew Kachuk going back to uh, St. Louis, where, of course, his dad played. And he, he's red hot right now. He's on a uh, five-game point streak, had four points in Colorado, 10 points in his last five games. Maybe look at a uh, over one and a half points, maybe a goal scorer. He scored in three straight. So look for uh, Kachuk there, Kachuk props. Yeah, I think that he uh, is finally healthy because he had a, like two or three nasty injuries in the playoff run. Um, so yeah, that, that makes sense. Now he's just, he's out of time. It's been like half a year since then and he's, he's good to go. So yeah, shout out to, uh, Kachuk, hell of a warrior playing through the, whatever he was suffering through there. Uh, he had to have his teammates tie his own skates and all that. But yeah, it makes sense that he needed yeah. some time to recuperate for, uh, kicking into high gear. 
Yeah, I, I forgot all about that until I read about it recently. How he had like the, the broken sternum and like he, you know, had to like get helped up from his nap for like game seven or something. So yeah, the, even so, so, so the Panthers like start with that without their defenseman is just even more impressive now. So yeah, now that he's rolling, the give me the cats for the Atlantic. Hopefully that can, uh, that can uh, cash in for us. Indeed. All right, going down to eight thirty here. We have the Edmonton Oilers at the Chicago Blackhawks. Game itself is in Chicago. Blackhawks are plus 295. Blackhawks in the puck line are plus 120. Oilers are minus 375. Oilers puck line minus 142. Over under six and a half. Overpaying off minus 130 with the under at plus 110. Uh, Jolie, how are you playing the Oilers here? Yeah, we, we already have one massive favorite with the Leafs and the Sharks. And the Oilers are cheaper than that. And I think the Oilers are a better team than the Leafs. And I know they're on the road, but the Blackhawks are about as bad as the Sharks. Maybe slightly better, but not without Bedard. I think they are the worst team in the league without him. And then they have a bunch of other injuries as well. Uh, and they already had their their fallen star game where they beat the Flames. <laughs> the Blackhawks aren't going to win many games this year. And they beat the Flames. They're coming off that win. Now they got to play the other Albertan team coming down on a terrific run now. They're there. There's beating shitty teams up for fun. Uh, beating everyone up for fun, for that matter. So, yeah, Oilers here are going to roll. I'm pretty confident about that. Uh, minus one and a half, minus one, four, two. Or you could do like the uh, – I don't know if you do the Oilers team total over four and a half, but um, Blackhawks team total under. Because the Oilers are, aren't aren't uh, the old Oilers which, like two years ago where they were just terrible defensively or to start the year, really, giving up chances for fun. And the Blackhawks, even if they do get those chances, they don't have the players to finish them. So Blackhawks team total under, or you could do the Oilers minus one and a half. Either one is good. I personally parlayed the, well, I, I I did the minus two hundred five in regulation because I'm, you know, I, I I just I like to make uh, some big bets like that. And the Oilers parlayed with the Leafs as well. It worked out to like minus one fifty five, something like that. And uh, yeah, one more note on the Blackhawks though is that uh, I don't think the odds have adjusted too much. Like even with the like uh, the, the, the the team points total, I see that even uh, FanDuel has this market up now too. So it's not like some random book that only has this. Uh, you can find this at a bunch of places now. The the, the team points right now they're at fifty nine and a half. Um, I don't think that's uh, correct. I think they have fifty nine points last year, and the Blackhawks are our worst team this year, especially without Bedard for the next uh, month at least. And I know they got the all-star break between there, but still, they're going to be playing a bunch of games without him. They had a very tough schedule the first half of the season, but the, if you look at their um, projected schedule, it, it's still in the middle because they have to play a whole bunch of uh, central teams, and they're all like miles better than they are. So uh, well, I've been. This is my biggest bet. This will this will make my break my year if, if the Blackhawks go over all these point totals. But the, even at fifty nine and a half, I still bet it because it doesn't make any sense to me how how they can't be uh, closer to the Sharks. Like the Sharks for for. Um, here, let me, let me pull it up. I'm pretty sure it was like way lower than what the Blackhawks are. Uh, looking at this, it's yeah, the, the Blackhawks right now have 26 points in 40 games. Like, even if they somehow win this game, they're at 28 halfway through the season, which you double that, it's 56, and they're without without Bedard and all the, those other guys. Yeah, Sharks are under 56 and a half. Sharks have an easier schedule, and the Sharks are relatively healthy. Um, it's, uh, not, not, I don't know. It doesn't make any sense to me. If I lose, I lose, but, uh, I highly recommend anyone listening to, to bet that under even at 59 and a half. I mean, it was, it was like, uh, yeah, it's been going down and down and down, but it should be going down even further. So, uh, Blackhawks team total or the point total and team total under all day long, uh, starting with this one, they're going to lose this one. And, uh, that, that, uh, point total should go down even more. 
Yeah, and it should Blackhawks. go down even more than it does go down. <laughs> yeah, the Blackhawks injuries have been piling up. Bedard is out. We'll talk about the uh, the Carter race at the end of the show here. If you stick around for that, Felino's out. Tyler Johnson out. Beauvillier's out. Seth Jones still out. Radish, Anderson, uh, Hall, Anthony Sioux, all, all still out, obviously. So they're just running with a complete AHL team and maybe even worse than AHL because they probably still have some of their prospects down there to play in a maybe competitive environment. So love the Oilers here on the puck line, minus 142. Uh, they've won seven straight. Five of them have been by at least two goals. Only, only two that weren't were 4-3 at the Rangers and 3-2 in a shootout at the Kings, which you can kind of excuse them for, for not uh, winning there by two. They were underdogs in both of those games. So when they're favored, uh, they, they won by two recently. So, yeah, give me the Oilers here, minus 142. Don't, don't hate either of your plays with the Oilers, Leafs, or regulation. I think these are – it's it's shocking the Oilers are or less favorites than, than the Leafs are against the Sharks here, but I guess I guess they're on the road, so yeah, yeah. Oilers here all day. All right, going down to nine o'clock here. We have the Boston Bruins at the Arizona Coyotes. Game itself is in Arizona. The Shadow Realm Coyotes are plus one thirty six. The Bruins are minus one sixty two. Over under is at six. Overpaying off plus one hundred two, with the under at minus one twenty two here. Uh, it is a back-to-back for the Bruins. We got Swayman tonight in Colorado, so it will be all marked tomorrow, I would imagine, unless there's any sort of injuries here. Uh, the, the Coyotes here have been, you know, have not been playing well recently. Three straight losses at home, 4-1, 5-1, and 6-2. You know, against good teams, they were underdogs in all three games, so you know, can't can't really complain about that too much. They were playing well before that, but it's looking at the shot totals, got outshot 37-22. 31-27, and then finally 35-17, the most recent matchup against Winnipeg. Uh, Boston has somehow been putting some wins together, a big 7-3 win over Tampa after their loss against Pittsburgh. Won uh, five of their past six now since the all since the holiday break. So uh, I want to take the, the Coyotes here, but I, I think the, the Bruins here are just too too small of a favorite. Minus 162, you know, might seem you know still a little bit steep for a team on a back-to-back, but they've been good on back-to-backs, I think, this season. They have two solid goalies, and you know, I just don't really trust Arizona. They have had some injuries. Also, uh, Jason Zucker is out with suspension. He's back on Thursday. So I like the Bs here on the road, minus 162. Uh, for a total, I guess I would lean to the under, but uh, no, no strong lean there. Just uh, just a play on the, uh, the Bs here at minus 162. We finally have a disagreement here. Um, yeah, money has been pouring in on the Coyotes, and for good reason. The, the Bruins in the back-to-back uh, starting uh, with the uh, uh, the game against the Avalanche tonight. It's Swayman at, right? You said confirmed. Yep. And, uh, yeah. Swayman, so, Swayman tonight, yeah. Allmark, who is the weaker goalie this year, will be in net for the Coyotes. And, yeah, Bruins-Avalanche is always a big game. Um, yeah, it, it's it's the uh, – yeah, it's going to be a major letdown, win or lose uh, for the Bruins. Going down to Arizona, play the solely team. Remember that the Coyotes were one of the – very few teams to beat the Bruins in regulation last year. I think they beat them twice, once in overtime in Boston, if I remember correctly. I don't don't quote me on that, but I, I know they beat them in Arizona in regulation because uh, I bet the Bruins pretty heavily in that one. And I think that they, uh, the Coyotes at least can take some confidence from that. And uh, they're kind of a desperate team now. You know, they're on the fringes of the playoffs. They still have a chance. And they're still playing okay. Um, if you actually look at the uh, expected goals percentage, the Bruins are 10th worst and the Coyotes are 8th worst. So they're not spread out far apart. The Bruins have been bailed out by some, um, you know, Pasternak doing his thing and um, Swayman 
being uh, the best goal in the league for uh, most of the year. So, yeah, I think the Coyotes here going against Allmark, going against the Bruins after uh, playing the Avalanche. I think it's a good spot for to, to back the dog. I know the price is a little – you're paying a little bit of a price at only plus 136, but uh, I still think that the situation warrants it. So uh, give me the Coyotes and uh, give me the over. We don't know if it's Vimalka or uh... – It's Ingram is confirmed according to – All right, even better. I like the Coyotes even more, but I don't like the over as much then because uh, this guy can uh, – Put on a show. Let's just let's just say that. Yeah. All right. Gone down to the final game on the docket. Nine o'clock here. No, 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 ten o'clock games, which is uh, pretty interesting. We got the uh, Ottawa Senators at the Calgary Flames. Game itself is in Calgary. Uh, Flames are minus one forty-two. Senators are plus one twenty. Over under at six and a half. Overpaying off minus one thirty. With the under at plus one ten. Uh, close us out here, Julie. Yeah, they got spoiled, or I got spoiled with all the, the late games in the past week because everybody was going through California and, and uh, Seattle, and Vancouver goes on the road trip now. Uh, but yeah, Senators, Flames, uh, Senators are uh, in big trouble, I think. I mean, where we know Jacques Martin is more of like a systems guy, so it takes a while for him to get his team together, and they look totally lost out there. It's going to take uh, – a lot of time to get these guys playing the way that he wants them to play. And until that happens, I, I it's, it's, it's hard to back them. I know they still have a lot more skill. They should be higher in the standings than what they are. They have, they're too good to be uh, this bad, so to speak. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I can't back them right now. Flames coming off of that, that bad loss, the Blackhawks, <laughs> Blackhawks. Uh, I mean, uh, I heard someone say something like, um, they probably had like $13 million spent on them all forwards. <laughs> that's, that's how uh, rough that team was that, that beat the Flames. Um, uh, yeah, that, that's kind of embarrassing for Calgary. Now, uh, coming back home after that road trip, uh, Senators, yeah, they, they played okay against the Oilers. They were dominated, but not to the extent that uh, you'd expect the Oilers to dominate them. Um, but yeah, Anton Forsberg has been playing better than Corpusal lately. Uh, but I like the... I can't pick a side. Let's just go with the over six and a half, minus one thirty. And over Markstrom has been on fire since coming back uh, from his injury. He's, uh, I think, I saw third in terms of expected goals for expected goals uh, saved above expected. Whatever you know what I'm saying. Um, but yeah, I still like the over. Senators, just how they play. They don't have any defense. That hasn't changed since Jacques Martin took over. And again, some goaltending, I guess, for Anton Forsberg. But uh, I think it might be Corpusalo in this one. So, yeah, just give me the overs back the Senators to, to score goals. Let them in. That, that's how you play Sens games, typically. And, yeah, it's going to say something else. Oh, yeah, it sounds like Noah Hannafin might actually stay in Calgary. That That's what I'm hearing in terms of uh, they're, they're still working on his contract. But Elias Lindholm is likely to be traded still. So um, that's your uh, Flames uh, update. <laughs> Yeah, for for a Senators update, uh, Friedman reported over the weekend that they're looking to trade for some uh, real professionals, professionals to add to their locker room. So that that, that shows you how how well things are going. Town is right, no culture up, up there in Ottawa. Uh, and, and for that reason, and also because the fact that the Sens are, are four and eleven on the road, uh, I'm going with the Flames here at home minus one forty two. It's a tough spot. It's the third game in four nights after you know a physical battle in Philadelphia. There were a few fights in that game, a post game uh, or end of end of game brawl there. Lost in Chicago, obviously. You know, put a lot of effort into that one, but I don't know. I, I just I can't trust the Sens here, especially on the road. So if the Flames are only minus one forty, as they should have Markstrom and Net Vladar played on, on Sunday. 
So yeah, give me the but the better team here at home with a better goalie and the better culture. So the the Flames here at minus one forty two, and then uh, for the total, I'm gonna go with. Uh, no, no strong play. Probably a lean to the over, but it, it's juiced up so much that I, I I wouldn't take that. Dubs in the chat asking uh, Gensel to Nux. Um, I don't think so. Uh, first of all, the the Penguins are in. Um, you know, they're still close to the playoffs. They're they're still in the mix there, and they're not going to be wanting to trade their best goal scorer this year. And it doesn't. It takes a lot of intelligence to play with with Crosby. Just look at like the, the likes of Chris Kunitz, um, and, and Gensel is is the probably the best player to play on Crosby's wing. I would say, like over the course of uh, his his uh, career in Pittsburgh. Um, so I don't think the Pittsburgh Penguins would be likely to give him up. I know he's he's a, a UFA, not a RFA, right? The UFA. I'm pretty UFA, sure. Yeah, he's old yeah. So. So um yeah they yeah they they want to get the assets for him if he's not resigning but they're they're still in in playoff contention so this is like a March conversation I mean the the Knucks would love him um yeah he'd be great there on on the left wing for uh Patterson who's right now um other than the lot of line he's working with Mikheyev and uh and uh, what's his name um, Lafferty so it's a not, they've been fine they've been fine as a line but they they would love to get some skill on the wing there um uh, but that. Yeah, and Jim Jeremy Rud Jeremy Rutherford, of course, knows uh, Gensel from his time in Pittsburgh, so you can see the connection for sure. But uh, right now, I don't think that's likely. But I'd I'd love for it to happen if if the Penguins miss the playoffs and we can say bye bye to our Crosby uh, Hart tickets. But um, yeah, if come March, Penguins are out of it. Gensel's to the Canucks. Let's go. I, I heard Patterson, Patterson was going to uh, Chicago next year from insider <laughs> Jalen Tankins here. Uh, has has Patterson been playing wing mostly? I I, I thought he was a center, but he's, he's a is center. he not? If, okay, what did but, I say? No, he's been he's playing on the wing right now on, the, on that top line. Oh, the lot of line, yeah, because JT Miller. Um, yeah, yeah, he's a more of a center. Okay, but yeah, yeah, no, Dubs is on it, just a lot of line. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's the uh, ten game slate for Tuesday, January 9th. Got some consensus plays here. We got the Leafs on the puck line. I didn't write down what that was, but that's pretty pretty big. I think we're around minus 150 or so, minus 166. Uh, we got the Kraken, minus 105 at Buffalo. We have the Canucks Islanders over six at minus 120. We have the Ducks Preds under six and a half, minus 115. Uh, the Panthers, minus 175 at the Blues and the under six at plus 105 in that game. And then Edmonton puck line at minus 142. Um our first so now our best bets here are our standings we are both at 12 and 8 uh last show was for i think last thursday you had the rangers puck line uh minus one and a half minus 148 i think that was against chicago i think that one they won that one four one so you won that one and i had the uh the sabers money line minus 135 uh i believe against montreal and they won that one i think four three or three one i don't know they won five to one six to one Six to one it was, yeah. So uh, you're twelve and eight plus two two point one five units. I'm twelve and eight plus three point nine six units. Uh, what do you got for Tuesday? Hmm. Let's go with the Seattle Kraken minus one hundred five. I think they keep it rolling on this uh, new road trip of theirs. Yeah, that was one of the ones I was looking at. Good, good, uh, good pick there. I'm gonna go with the um, give me the Oilers puck line minus one forty two there. Um, just think they're you know, 
what are they? They're playing what Chicago, right? Yeah, Chicago's <laughs> shell themselves right now. Minus one forty two. I think that's going who's on. that team again? <laughs> yeah, who's who's that shitty team that, that shouldn't be fucking in the league anymore? Yeah, give me the give me the Oilers here on the puck line. Uh, minus one forty two. All right, teased a little bit before the Blackhawks game, but we have major injury news. Uh, Connor Bedard, you know, the, the Calder Trophy race seemed to be locked up, barring any sort of injury to Connor Bedard, and we got an injury to Connor Bedard. He has a uh, fractured jaw with no timetable to return. I think I've read that that timetable is usually anywhere between six to eight weeks, but, you know, the Blackhawks may just play it safe with him to make sure, you know, they get a better pick, make sure he's fully healthy before he comes back. Uh did you place any uh, bets in the Calder market since that news dropped? None whatsoever. Um, you know, they're all they're all mostly pulled. At least ones that you can get, uh, you know, more than a few dollars down on because um, the game was going on at the same time, of course. Uh, and yeah, I'm al- I'm already invested in it anyway. So it's it's like I don't want to waste any more money on it because I already had like, you know, a lot of Hughes, a lot of uh, Leo Carlson who is also injured and he's not going to win. Uh, Adam Fantilli too, so it's just really Brock Faber and Marco Rossi, who are the uh, the threats really. They're the wild win. cards, if you will. The wild cards, <laughs> nice one. Um, no, I haven't. I haven't made any bets. You know what my plan is? I'm going to wait for as long as possible until I can bet Bedard at the end of when he starts to come back, like when it looks like like a couple games away from coming back. Hopefully Bedard is like minus one fifty or something like that. And I'm gonna get all my fucking money back by one big bet on Connor Bedard because I think he's still gonna win this award. And unless some one of these guys just goes absolutely nuclear. But you know what? If I'm waiting, I, I can just like ditch it at that point. I'll, I'll be able to reassess the situation. But right now, I do not think that there is a bet to be made. Um yeah, I mean we, we can look at different markets here. The the, the prices are uh varied across books of course especially with uh, something crazy as this one where they're just taking like wild bets on uh, all these different guys i mean they, you, on fanduel you, you can just bet the field at plus 186 maybe that's just the safest route um but no not for me i'm just gonna wait wait it out see what's going on see who wants to um you know play some hockey catch up in the scoring race uh i know luke hughes is actually in a great position though because now that siegenthaler is out <laughs> Dougie Hamilton's still going out for a while, and he's 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 going to be playing all these minutes along with like Simone Nemich and and uh, Brendan Smith and uh, Luke Ball. It's not exactly uh you know the, the best decor. So Luke Hughes is going to get uh, more and more of a workload. So I, I think Luke Hughes is is the best look right now. But I I already have enough of him, and I'm not I, I wouldn't even recommend adding more necessarily. I'm just saying like I think that. If anyone to threaten Bedard, I think Luke Hughes is still the the likeliest candidate. I mean, Brock Favor is getting all the love from the nerds, and they do have a bit of a voice. He's he's playing like almost thirty minutes a game, and he's he's having a ridiculous season. But I don't know if they have the um, if he's going to have the points, whatever, to to really threaten like the, the the flashiness of the Luke Hughes or Connor Bedard and and Marco Rossi. Yeah, he's all right, but yeah, I think Brock Favor is the better chance for the Wild. Yeah, I I don't think Faber is going to win. I don't think he's I don't think he's going to have the points. You know, he might be playing great two way hockey or whatever. But the Wild aren't a good team. They're not in a big market. I don't really think he has a chance. Yeah, like you said, looking at the points, I mean, Bedard still has a, a nine point cushion over uh, Rossi and Fantilli. Both have twenty four behind them. Luke Hughes is twenty three. I think Luke Hughes, you know, is the is the next best bet or the next best chance to win it. But the the market reflects that with a four to one, five to one out there. 
Uh, DraftKings does have Rossi at 17 to 1, which I don't hate. He, he's uh, picking it up recently. He's playing big minutes for the Wild because he has to with, with their injuries there. But like I said with Faber, I don't know if he's going to have enough. Fantilli, I don't think, is going to put up enough points. His, his plus minus, if people look at that, is is horrible because he plays in Columbus. Um, so, yeah, I think it, yeah, Bedard is waiting for Bedard is a good look. When, when, the, when, well, after the news broke, like the next day, DraftKings had him back up, I think, at minus 150. And uh, FanDuel had, or Fan, unnamed Sportsbook had the field at plus 200. So there was some uh, arbitrage opportunity there for a little bit. But, yeah, I think, I think this is still Bedard's to lose. You know, maybe if there's leaks come out that the Blackhawks might play it safe with them, maybe look for someone or if someone goes on a run, you know, maybe get them, get them in. But um, we had dubs in the chat asking about my Bobby Brink bet. Yeah. But Bobby Brink still 50 to one for, for the, for the, for the caller there. He could go on a run, you know, he's a, he's a good, good little scorer there, but, but no, I think uh, right now it's still, still Bernard's award to lose as, as the, the, that they show minus 240, minus 225, minus 200 across different books. So, yeah, they're, unfortunately, Leo Carlson got hurt because otherwise, I think you know he may have had a, a legit chance if he was healthy. Um, yeah, there's no one really else that really uh, catches my eye. Yeah, I mean Zach Benson, how is he doing for the Sabers? I mean, he's got the talent, and if the Sabers just uh, find find things, he has he has 14 points, so I I don't think he has he's, much of a chance. Yeah, he's, he's too far behind. Um, yeah, yeah, I don't think anyone really else has a legitimate shot and yeah it's nothing nothing i'm seeing that's worth betting joseph wall is still on the shelf uh he even he had might have had a chance if he stayed healthy and continued to play like he did without bedard in the mix uh but yeah it's uh looking pretty bleak right now just uh, tune back in uh in a month or so when bedard is hopefully like minus 125 and we can just uh fucking Hammer that shit because even reading the news today like oh what if he misses what if he gets past in the, in the scoring race People are still saying that um, no, like this guy, if he stayed healthy, you would have had this many points. Blah blah blah. blah. So I think that that's going to be the narrative. But everyone wants to vote for Bedard. They recognize him as the the next Connor McDavid. So uh, it's it's still Bedard's or to lose, and the odds kind of reflect that. But it's it's getting a little bit more bettable, and hopefully it continues to get more and more bettable the longer he's out. And hopefully we get like guys like Fantilli and Luke Hughes to really threaten him, so he can actually make that money back. Yeah, and one more uh, award market note: the Aiden Hill is supposed to come back this week to start. He is uh, thirteen to one for the Vesna. He's fallen down a bit, but I don't know. He might might be worth a look if you if you haven't bet bet Hill yet and think he has a chance. I think that's that's worth a look. Hellebuck is is way down as the favorite now, plus two seventy five though. For good reason. Um, yeah, only note on that is yeah. Once again, these 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 markets make no sense. It's like Aiden Hill is out for a month. Uh, the odds are still the same. He's coming back in two days. Oh, he's now 13 to one. <laughs> what kind of sense does that make? Um, yeah, I, I don't recommend that right now because sometimes these goalies coming back from injury take a while to to get back up to speed. And yeah, I just I just hope he, he makes a contest with Hellbuck. And yeah, that, that's the one the one blemish on all our our jet stuff is that color Hellbuck is probably going to win the Vesna because of the how how well they're playing. Yeah, at least we got a we got a few good months of content out of the player award futures because like now it, it seems to be that the markets are, are pretty uh pretty tight there now. Well, Vezina still is up for grabs. Like the way the season's going, like uh, one goal is super hot for a month and then he cools down. So there, there could be a lot of movement left in the Vezina, but uh, yeah, for sure. Like uh, it's better than last year. Last year was things were decided by like definitely by this point. 
right? For mo most of them. I mean, yeah, I no, that's right. I'm just saying, like, the Vesna, like, there's no appealing bets right now. Like, unless yeah. you think, like, sorry. Oh, I agree with that. I, like, we're, we're in wait and see mode. There's, yes. there's no um, really yeah. valuable bet. Like, like I said, like, the, if the markets take time to adjust to things happening, then you can spot them before the odds adjust. You know what I mean? Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else here before we close this out? No, we are. Uh, I'm actually getting hoarse. This is an hour-long podcast. I didn't expect to go so long. But, yeah, uh, that's what this is for. Yeah, I uh, got PBR there. Good stuff. Um, as I said before, make sure you are subscribed to the Hockey Gambling Podcast on Spotify, Apple. Leave us a five-star rating and review. And I'll read it here at the end of the show. Also, subscribe on YouTube. Like, comment, subscribe. All that good stuff there over on YouTube. And uh, follow us on Twitter at HockeySGPN in the discord you can go to sg.pm slash discord or reach out to talent or myself on twitter or the hgp twitter account we'll point you in the right direction uh should be back tomorrow right good good tomorrow joel yeah i'll be around all right we'll be back either tomorrow possibly another early one if not we'll do after the uh earlier game so we'll, we'll keep an eye out on youtube and the discord for the timing there but uh, yeah, I am Ryan Gilbert. You can follow me on Twitter at rgilbertslp. I'm Joel Manuel. Once again, find barking like a dial, I guess. Woo, woo, woo. Let's go, Washington Huskies. Fuck Seattle. See ya.